turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Friday, Friday, Friday. Yep, we're uh, one hour away from uh, changing from work mode into play mode. Oh, it feels like I sat back down here just I mean, 12 hours ago to do the same thing in the same seat, in the same place, the same mic. Maybe different earphones. I what do you think? You, I think you did. Absolutely. I did, I did. Uh, so it's Friday. We got a, a full house here. We got uh, Sam Bellino. We got Alex Garrett. We got the beautiful voice of Matt Borzi. And uh, we got, what's your name, kid? Oh, yeah, Luca. Luca, take your microphone over there. Luca, um, since Dad got up at 4 o'clock this morning to be able to fill in for Joe Piscopo for four hours and then went to the office and had a full day of work and then came back down here from the office to the studio and now we're here. We're going to bang out a show for an hour. And then what are we doing? We're going to the Nets game. Ah, the Brooklyn Nets game. And hopefully they're going to do a little bit better than they did uh, the night before last when they got blown out in the uh, the home opener. What are we doing Sunday night? I'm going to the Yankees game. Oh, wow. What a rough life you got. Luca, what would you get on your American history test? 93. W- say that again? 93. What did you get on your... Uh, what is it? My, uh, marine biology test. 93. 93 and 93. Wow. How'd you do that, Matt? I, I, didn't, I didn't get any co- 90s in school. 93. That's why I work in radio. No, I, I, I got like 90s like all through high school. I got like three of them. Luca got three of them like in one semester. I got three of them the whole high school ride. Well, folks, um, I just was listening to Andrew Cuomo, who um, I have no problem saying uh, I think uh, – did some very, very good things as the governor. Uh, clearly, he's got some personality issues because everybody around him says that. But, you know, here's where people lose credibility. I have always said, and you just heard John Katsimatidis, uh, you know, acknowledge that, yes, uh, Mayor Dinkins did get funding, I think, from the state and the feds to hire more police officers, which was the beginning of bringing crime down. But if you just listen to his interview with, with John Katsimatidis, he was he kept saying Mayor Dinkins, Mayor Dinkins. Now, he did this and Mayor Dinkins did that. He did acknowledge Mayor Giuliani a little bit. He said, well, yeah, and a lot of the, the programs that Dinkins put into place, uh, you saw the, the, the results under the Giuliani administration. That's where people lose credibility. You just lose credibility. Uh, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care if you're Italian, Sicilian, or uh, Vietnamese. Like it doesn't matter. Let's just let's just be honest with each other. And the truth is, 
that crime was out of control uh, under the Koch administration and the Dinkins administration. That, yes, the truth is that David Dinkins, towards the end, I believe the last year of his administration, he did get the funding. He did bring bring new police officers on board, uh, which was very helpful. But then Mayor Giuliani came in with a new police commissioner and with new and fresh ideas. Let's face it. David Dinkins was a uh, he was a gentleman. By all accounts, he was the consummate gentleman. But he was also the lifelong politician. Rudy Giuliani had significant, significant crime fighting credentials, federal crime fighting credentials. And this isn't to be a Rudy Giuliani cheerleader. This is just telling you the truth. Uh, I believe at the age of 38, he was the third highest ranked person in the United States Department of Justice for the United States of America, not the Southern District, not the Eastern District, for the United States of America. He was, I think his title was Deputy Attorney General of the United States of America. He had his fingers on the pulse of everything regarding the FBI uh, and and federal law enforcement and the DEA, all the agencies that the uh, ATF, that the Department of Justice deals with. Um, so when he came in, it's not just some guy who happened to be a politician who got elected and the mayor before him handed him a whole bunch of cops. He came in and uh, Rudy implement. Look, he changed the police officers' uniforms. He changed their automobiles, at least the colors of them. He changed their weapons. Uh, and, you know, he was a, a 24-7, 365 day a year mayor fighting crime. And... So many people know that. I mean, at the at the Columbus Day Parade, people were talking about it to to him to his face. Um, now, statistically speaking, now let me so let me make one point at a time. I'm just a little annoyed. I would say that's the word because I'm maybe I'm a little tired now. I've been it's been a full day at Andrew Cuomo for saying Dinkins, 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 Dinkins. Come on, yes, Dinkins maybe dropped that first domino, uh, but Rudy was the one who knocked them all down. Rudy was the one who cleaned up the city, and the statistics bear that out. So the fact that Governor Cuomo, I'm happy he's got his new podcast and he's going to put his voice out there, and we'll see if we can get him on the Idola Power Hour to to tout it. But you know, if if he was on here, I would be straight up with him. I would say, Governor. I understand what Mayor Dinkins did, but you, you not have to acknowledge what Rudy Giuliani did. And I understand what you're talking about crime, okay? But I, I, I will check my facts, Mr. Governor, but I believe you're the one who signed the bail law. Not Governor Hochul, not Governor Spitzer before he left. You're the one who signed the bail law. So when you're talking about the left, the right, you know, politicians uh, who make their money just being politicians like Andrew Cuomo. I mean, I don't have a strong recollection of him being in the public sector, except for maybe very small periods of time. That's a mistake. You know, if you want to hear me talk about Rudy Giuliani, that's fine. I'll talk about Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who was a spectacular mayor, in my opinion. No one's perfect. Anyone who thinks anyone's perfect is off their rocker. Why was Mayor Bloomberg so spectacular? Because he was lived in the private sector. 
he acknowledged the waste in city government. He tried to attack the waste in city government. He knew how to to run things in, in the way that a private sector does, the way I do when I go around turning off the lights in my office because we pay for that. The way I tell people photocopy things on two sides, not on one because we pay for that. Those are the, the tiny little things in the private sector that you acknowledge that when you're in the public sector and it's other people's money, what is it, OPM, OPM, OP, other people's money, you're not spending your own money, well, then you don't have that degree of, of care because it's not your bread. But when it's your bread, trust me, you, you treat things differently. So my long-winded point here is I was happy when I walked into the studio and these guys had the governor on with uh, John Katsimatidis. And, but then when I heard him talking, complaining about people coming in and out of the system, well, Mr. May- Mr. Governor, you're the one who signed that bail law and, and other laws that put him in the pickle that he's in right now. Um, the fact that he did not acknowledge what uh, Rudy did with, with Bratton, with Maples. You know what Rudy told me in my office? Comstat, which changed the whole way police prosecute crimes, the way they attack crime. He said Maples wrote it down on the back of an envelope or a back of a napkin for a small area that Maples was in charge of outside of New York. I forget where he came from, Jack Maples. He died a long time ago at a very young age. Um, And Rudy said, why, you know, I'd love to do that in the city. He said, no, 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 we can't. It's overwhelming. But what Maples didn't know is what Rudy did know from being the United States attorney in the Southern District, that the computer systems that we have, as long as you give them good information going into the computer, you'll get good information coming out of the computer. So as long as the these precinct commanders put the proper information into the computers, that will tell you where the crime is and that will tell you where to deploy the police. That all started with Rudy and Michael and, and, and Bloomberg. Um, Yes, I understand everyone, because my phone's blowing up from both sides of the aisle. No one was perfect, but for those of us who are situated like I am, I thought the 20 years of Rudolph Giuliani and Mayor Bloomberg were 20 great years in New York City. And folks know I had Bill de Blasio on this show, and when he came into office, the first month or so, if you think about it, Outside of the blizzards he had to deal with, his biggest issue were the horses in Central Park. And the first time I got to see him, which was maybe two months into his administration, I said, Mr. Mayor, I said, you just had basically 20 years of Republican rule. And the biggest issue that you're going after, it doesn't have to do with education. It doesn't have to do with housing. It doesn't have to do with transit. It's got to do with horses in Central Park, I go, you just threw Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg the biggest bouquet you could ever think of. Whereas Rudy comes in after a Democratic administration and he goes crazy on changing everything he possibly can. Bloomberg obviously was in a very unique position because it was right after 9-11. Mr. Governor, if you're going to do your podcast, why don't you step out of being a shill for the Democratic Party because nobody wants that. People want you to be honest and just speak honestly about, and speak of the truth, of the facts and the statistics. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Elvis Presley. Believe it or not, how about that for a pivot? We're going to talk about an Italian-American singer. And then Mayor Adams gave, texted me personally some statistics he wants me to hit you guys with. So you got to stick around for the whole show. We'll be right back.
So all day long, I've been in my office and I've been working on several issues, but a lot of them, or one of them in particular, has to do with a very wealthy man who passed away at a ripe old age, God bless him, and guess what he has? He had a will, he had a trust, he had a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will, and an estate plan. He knew how important it was to plan for the future, and this was a wealthy man. You don't need to be a wealthy person. You may just want to know where your watch goes, where your coin collection goes, where your comic book collection goes. You just don't want it to be thrown in the garbage. You want people to know what your wishes are. If, God forbid, you're on a respirator, you can't make decisions for yourself regarding your health, regarding your uh, your finances. That's what a power of attorney is for. The health stuff is what a health care proxy is for. You might not want to be on a, a breathing machine. That's what a living will is for. Attend a Connors and Sullivan free seminar and have all your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Here's the dates. Ready? See which one applies to you. Monday, October 24th. Arthur Idalo the Third's birthday at the Adria Hotel in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Tuesday, October 25th at the Three West Club here in New York City at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 26th at the Greenhouse Cafe in the Great Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Thursday, October 27th at Bocelli's on Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If for some reason you're not around next week and you can't catch one of those seminars, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. That's 718-238-6500. And remember, folks, as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. So we're going to talk about another great Italian-American, an Italian-American business here in the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, because for over 35 years, the Faccia Bennett family has been providing insurance advice to business uh, and individuals in New York and New Jersey. Let me tell you something. Insurance is something that's very complicated, and you really need to be an expert, a specialist in that field. And J.A. Faccia Bennett Insurance Associates have been doing that for 35 years. Their personal insurance team can design a bundled insurance program to cover your home, your auto, and valuable items. This approach can save you over 15%. Their business team will become your trusted advisor. They will help you build the insurance program that's right for your business. J.A. Faccia Bennett Insurance Associates believe you should never be surprised at a time of loss, and all claims should be settled quickly and fairly. If you are looking for an insurance advocate to be your voice, call Joe, otherwise known as Giuseppe Facciabeni, directly at 800-937-5515. That's 800-937-5515. The Facciabeni family would like to thank AM970, our very own AM970, for their support of Italian American Heritage Month. And they'd like to thank the Columbus Citizens Foundation. So, I was just going off on a pretty good rant about the city of New York. 
And, uh, you know, to be filed under, uh, you know, nobody is perfect. Uh, I think I made that point clear about all of our prior mayors. You know, I got some heavy texts from uh, this guy, Anthony, from uh, Brooklyn, saying, you know, how much money Bloomberg spent. Yeah, but you know what? I, of course, Bloomberg spent a lot of money because he's in that mindset of spending money. But what he spent money on pre-Uber, the green cabs that actually serviced the outer boroughs. A million trees that actually beautified New York City. Uh, no one is perfect. Eric Adams, God bless him, is saying that all the time. He goes, I'm doing the best I can, but I am not perfect. Far from perfect. No one's perfect. Hypothetically, if uh, if Anthony Weiner would have won for the mayor of the city of New York instead of Bill de Blasio, I'm sure he would have done a spectacular job, but he wouldn't have been perfect either. None of us are perfect. I'm not the perfect lawyer. Maybe Luca Joseph could be the perfect son. I'm not 100% sure. Luca, how do you think you fall in that perfect son situation? Uh, I think I like fall pretty high in that situation. Okay, all right. So Luca falls pretty high in that situation. Let's talk about someone who may have been the perfect stepbrother to Elvis Presley. That's right. We spoke about Elvis Presley a couple of weeks ago with Bill O'Reilly in Bill's new book, Killing the Legends. And best-selling author, Billy Stanley, uh, his book, Elvis, My Brother, uh, was a bestseller. And now he has out The Faith of Elvis. Billy Stanley, welcome to the Arthur Idola Power Hour. Hey, thanks, Arthur. It's, uh, it's, so, it's a pleasure to have you here. You have a little bit of a different accent than I do, I think. Um, you're not from Brooklyn, are you, Billy? No, no, no. Well, South Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I just got to, you know, ask straight up, what was it like growing up around Elvis Presley? Well, uh, the guy was like Santa Claus. You know, uh, people often ask me, you know, uh, what was the difference between everyday life and uh, Christmas? Well, Christmas, we had a tree. That's the only <laughs> way we could tell it was Christmas. What, the guy I love to give. What, what's, what was the age difference between you and Elvis? Uh, let's see. He was 25, and I was seven when I met him. So. Okay, I got it. So uh, I actually have uh, children who are kind of have that that just about that same exact uh, age span, and I'm hoping that uh, as the years go on, they'll they'll be as close as you were to your brother. So in this particular book, you're focusing on Elvis's faith, correct? Right. So let's yeah, talk about uh, it. You know, a lot of people didn't know that. You know. Uh, they didn't see beyond the rock and roll star, you know. I mean, he was uh, he was a Christian, and I mean, he he read the Bible pretty much almost every day, you know. Whenever you know he he felt troubled or whatever, he would turn to the Bible for answers because you know I mean you can't go to anybody else because <laughs> you know they well, they'll just mislead you. But if you go to the Bible, it won't mislead you. That's for sure. And where did Elvis Presley get that? You know, that uh, who indoctrinated him? Who told him, hey, you know what? You need some answers. Turn to the Bible. Was it uh, the household he grew up in? Was it a very religious household? I know it was before your time, but. uh, Well, yeah. Uh, Well, one of the things I did talk to Vernon, which was his dad, which I called daddy. And when I was growing up, he told me things about Elvis, you know, going to church. He was raised in the church. And uh, Vernon used to be a, a Sunday school teacher. So uh, the three of them would go to church pretty much every every weekend. So, you know, he was raised in it. So um, let me let me ask you the, the tough question, if I could. Um, sure. It's no secret that Elvis Presley struggled with, with addiction. And people who I know who struggling with addiction, especially, I mean, I 
most of the people I know, it has to do with alcohol addiction. But there seems to be a very faith-based program that they rely upon. Uh, did Elvis turn to his faith in trying to fight the demons of addiction? Well, he uh, he prayed about it. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, the AA program was based on a faith-based program, you know. So, um, but I mean, my the, to answer that question is, see, that that's the problem is everybody focuses on that part of his life. You know, I mean, that's all everybody talks about. Oh, well, you know, he, he was a womanizer, you know, he, he, he was a drug addict and stuff. No, he was a lot more than that. Well, you know I, I mean? I'm going to I'm going to differ with you on that, Billy. I don't I don't I think it's something a question I wanted to ask you because you may have be, have the accurate answers, but I don't think in general. And look, I'm a 54 year old man. I don't think when the name Elvis Presley comes up, uh, my first words are addiction. My first words right. are, I mean, he changed. Look, Bill O'Reilly put him in. He put three people in the book, and Elvis is the first one. And I. You know, him, Lenin, and, and and Ali, and he's saying, you know, he he changed society, and yeah. uh, pleasantly surprised. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and when I read Bruce's book, and when I saw him on Broadway three different times, I mean, he says that Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen says Elvis Presley. I mean, the day I saw him on TV with that guitar and dancing, you know, that changed the trajectory of my life forever. So I don't want you to yeah. think that when I think of Elvis Presley, I think of addiction. No. Oh. Well, that's good, you know, because, I mean, that's what I've been getting. I hear that a lot. You know, I, I don't know why some people just love to do that. You know, they just come up, yeah, well, yeah, I know. I heard about him and this and that. Yeah, okay, you know, back off a little bit, pal. You know, you know I, He's you know, still like, one of the most popular people on the planet Earth. Yeah, like Elvis would say when he heard somebody sitting there gossiping about another person, he at, when they got finished, he'd go, you know, that's funny. They talk very highly of you. <laughs> I, I listen. I I I'm cut from that cloth as well. Um, we we're here talking to Elvis Elvis Presley's uh, step brother. He's got a a new book out called The Faith of Elvis. Uh, on a Friday evening at six twenty five here in New York City, uh, Billy Stanley, can you uh, can you regale us with a with a fun Elvis story? Well, yeah. Uh, there, there was one. There, I got a bunch of those. Um, there was one in particular where it was my brothers and I with Elvis and I just started working for him and it was my day to wake him up. So I went in his room and tried to wake him up. I'd just been working for him about two or three weeks. And so we were in Vegas and I go in and try to wake him up. I come back out after about 10 or 15 minutes, I couldn't get him up. So I walked back into the uh, living room there in Vegas and my two younger brothers, Rick and David were sitting in there. And I said, could you guys help me? I said, I, you know, I've done everything I can to try to get him up, but, you know, he, he's not budging. And they started riding me then, you know, how younger brothers love to do, you know. Oh, we get you a job working for Elvis Presley, and look, at you can't even do your job. We got to do it for you. I said, okay, guys, come on. <laughs> Just help me get him up. And they said, okay. So we walk in, and we're standing there, and they go, come on, Elvis, get up. And they shook him, and I said, guys, I've already done that. And so we were standing there looking at him. And there was a plastic vase where we put Elvis's water in ice. And the water had uh, all, the ice had all melted, so, and there wasn't anything in it. So my brother Rick looked at it, and he looked at us, and we said, he said, now, if I do this, it's all three of us, right? Said, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So he Here we go. Water and throws it on Elvis. 
he come off of that bed like a lion. He tackled all three of us at one time, and we were down on the floor wrestling around. And that probably went on for about 10 or 15 minutes. And we must have made a lot of noise because some people started running in the bedroom and wondering what was going on. And we was just all laying in the floor just laughing our heads off. And it made it even worse when we saw everybody come running in because <laughs> the look on their faces. So, uh, yeah, that was a typical well, thing. Well, I guess, I guess wrestling, with your, wrestling with your big brother, who happens to be Elvis Presley, is a pretty cool thing. Billy Stanley, we got yeah. just a couple of minutes left. The Faith of Elvis. If there's a message uh, in this book, a message that you want to convey about Elvis or about faith, uh, what is it? Tell our listeners tonight at uh, 630 in New York City. Love everybody. Elvis loved everybody. He didn't care what color your skin was or your sexual preference or anything like that. Love everybody. We're all brothers and sisters, and we should treat each other that way. You know, I mean, I, I mean that's the lesson I, I grew up with, you know. I, I Never judge a man by just the way he looks. You don't know this guy. You don't know what he's been through or anything like that. And be quick to forgive. If somebody gives you an answer or something you don't like, okay, I'm sorry, you know. Just because you disagree with somebody, uh, it's not okay to hate. And hate, to Elvis, hate was the worst cuss word there is. Well, you know, I, I listen. My my mother, her her big line is, "You only hate one person, the devil. You don't hate anyone, anything. You only hate the devil." And I will tell you, I think Bill O'Reilly in his book uh, painted a pretty flattering picture. That was my takeaway of your brother, especially regarding his generosity. Uh, you know, he basically never said no to uh, anyone who had a legitimate uh, financial request or need. So God bless him. If they didn't have, you know, I mean, legitimate thing, he would give anyway. <laughs> well, you know, that's the way he was. So we're talking to Billy Stanley. His book is The Faith of Elvis. I'm assuming uh, you could get it anywhere you want, and Kindle and audiobooks, and it's all in the bookstores and Amazon and all that yeah. stuff. Billy, yeah, it, it's uh, it's everywhere. You know, it, you know, uh, I think even Walmart and Target have it too. So, all right, Elvis, my brother, by uh, Elvis Presley's stepbrother Billy Stanley. Billy, thank you for finding the time to come on the Author I Dollar Power. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. So, Elvis Presley. I wonder if Elvis Presley, you know, what's it called? Graceland, uh, San Bolino? Graceland. That's, that's his home compound. Now, let me ask him. If Graceland needs a paint job, who would you tell them to use? Oh, uh, without a doubt, if they want to protect uh, their exterior, Rhino Shield. There we go. Even Graceland could use a that, that spray-on ceramic coating. Uh, whether you a, have a commercial building, you're a landlord, a property mar- manager, we all know the appearance of your business is its calling card. When you're considering re- repainting, do not, I repeat, do not repaint until you speak to Susan at Rhino Shield. As you know, Rhino Shield is engineered to outlast paint and is formulated to outsmart the elements. Their unique ceramic technology can be sprayed onto virtually any substrate including brick, block, stucco, cement, wood, metal, and more. This patented, this patented, patented, (laughs) the time's getting to me. Coating looks just like traditional latex paint. Comes in virtually any color. That I could promise you. I've seen it with my own eyes, but lasts much, much longer. It protects, waterproofs, and insulates as well. Rhino Shield guarantees your building will look as if it was just painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. When was the last time a painter gave you a 25-year warranty? Call for your free quote by October 31st.
That would be Halloween. And lock in a 20% discount. Call 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to RhinoShieldOfNewYork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-278. So so this would be a great weekend because the weather is supposed to be beautiful to go to Freehold. Uh, I think actually tomorrow I'm going to take a ride down there and see uh, Mike Esposito and the rest of the crew at Freehold Mitsubishi because although the new Mitsubishis are beautiful, they usually have some other pretty cool cars on the lot that I like to play around with, uh, take for a little spin around the block. Um, Freehold Mitsubishi is really a Class A outlet where they really care about you and uh, I, I recommended someone to go there to buy a used car. It's very, very high-end, very expensive used car. And as I know from firsthand, it gave, uh, it gave them a little problem in the beginning. Not a ton. And boy, did Freehold Mitsubishi stand by that. And they got the car all fixed and cleaned up and brought back to that individual with no cost. So if you're in the market, I'm telling you, go with the people who I trust and if you trust me and you're looking for a career or perhaps a career change for yourself, a family member, or a friend, one that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently, think about court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free, that's free, two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing. It's very simple. You're just emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Penso che un sogno così non ritorni mai più. Mi dipingevo le mani e la faccia di blu. Poi d'improvviso veniva dal vento rapido e incominciavo a volare nel cielo in grido. Okay, let's hear it, Vanessa. Let's hear it, Vanessa. Here we go. Volare. Oh, oh. You're listening to Vanessa Rocci. Here in the Author Idola Power Hour at 6.35 on a fr- Friday night, live from the studio with Sam Bellino, Garrett, Luke Joseph, 
Um, and I was lucky enough to see Vanessa Rachi perform at the Columbus Day Parade. And San Bolino, who runs the Columbus Day Parade? Columbus Citizens Foundation. Ah, man, that's my man. So I said, you know what, Vanessa, why don't you give us, grace us with your presence here on the Author Idala Power Hour. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Arthur, thank you for having me. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Tell people what was it like performing at the Columbus Citizens Foundation's Columbus Day Parade a couple of weeks ago? Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. I felt like a movie star. <laughs> well, you are a movie star. You look like a movie star. You act, carry yourself like a movie star, except a nice movie star. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> what, what was it like being up on that stage in front of all those people, being on television? Oh, I just love it. Like, it's it's my mission to... Um, keep the Italian American classics and contributions to Italian American of Italian Americans to jazz music alive for future generations. So I just felt like it was what I was born to do. I love it. Well, I know you have a, an interesting story. I, I know you said it was what you were born to do, but it's not what you've been. It's not what you've been doing your whole life. So tell right. folks a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, so I grew up living with my buddy as a grandfather, and he taught me all the Italian classics and. Um, it was from him that I learned, you know, Dean Martin, Connie Francis, Louis Prima, Jerry Vale, and I learned all these classic songs, even though I'm a millennial. Um, and I always sang them. I sang jazz and I sang with a trio. But my parents, you know, being more traditional Italian-Americans, they wanted me to pursue something seemingly more stable. And so I went to school for business, and I had an 11-year career at PepsiCo, worked my way up the ladder um, to marketing executive. And I decided I, I wanted to leave because I was um, I was doing two careers simultaneously. I was also, you know, recording an album, touring around the country, and it became so much. And I just felt like I couldn't put the time and energy I wanted to into myself, into my music. And so I decided to make the leap and and leave corporate for good. And so you you, you quit working, you quit your day job, and yeah. did, you go, did you go for singing lessons? Did you, I mean, how did you prepare for this new career? Sure. Well, I mean, I've been a singer simultaneously since I was four. Professionally, since I was 12, I always did like off-Broadway dinner theaters. And um, I recorded my first album in 2017 while at PepsiCo called Italiana Fresca. And I wound up touring around the country to a lot of Italian-American festivals and events. And then I went to New Orleans and um, it was there I learned about the rich history that Italian-Americans have with jazz. And it inspired me to launch a second album called um, Jazzy Italian, which I'm launching this year. And so that's when I decided, which I launched today, actually. But that's when I decided to leave PepsiCo because I really wanted to put my all into it and just um, really make this second album as successful as I can. Well, Jazzy, Jazzy Italian, uh, we, we got a little we got a little taste of it when uh, Sam Bellino played that that uh, last song. And how are you celebrating the launch of the release? Um, so I'm going to celebrate it with a album release party at Birdland Jazz Club in New York City. That's also owned by an Italian-American, Johnny Valenti. He's been very, very good to me. And um, I'm having a show at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, October 23rd, with a swinging five-piece jazz band. And I'll be selling and signing CDs on site. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Rachi. Vanessa, we wish you the best of luck. And if people want to grab your CD, what, how, how are they doing that? Or are they just downloading it from Apple or one of those fancy things? Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. Well, if you still have a CD player, you can always buy it from me in person. I can sign it for you. Or you can get a physical copy on Amazon. Or if you don't, you can find me wherever digital music is distributed. You know, Apple Music, Spotify, um, Pandora, etc. All right. Thank you so much for finding the time, Vanessa. Congratulations. I know how hard it is to put an album together and what a tremendous accomplishment it is. Um, we wish you the best of best of luck. I hope you sell a quadrillion copies. And uh, we're here and we'll come see you perform as soon as possible. Thanks so much, Arthur. Thanks for having me. You have a great weekend. Take care. All right, so we're we're uh, I can see like the light at the end of the tunnel here. It's six forty. Um, I want to before we um, go to a break, Sambolino. I want to sell show you what I. So last night I was at uh, an event and uh, a, a lawyer's event, and as I'm my back is to the door, um, I'm watching the Yankee game. Everyone else is in the dining room. I'm all alone. And someone like kind of puts their hand on my back, kind of rough. And I turn around, like, like who the heck is this? And it was the mayor. And uh, <laughs> I actually cursed at him. <laughs> it just was reaction. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Um, and you know, we we got to chat a little bit. And um, he said, you know what, Arthur, I'm going to send you some numbers that I would like you to talk about on your show. So. Um, he, this is I'm reading from a text that he that he sent me that he wants me to read to you guys. We have 6.2 major crimes per day on the subway with 3.5 million riders. Now I've said that before. Oh, he said it before on the station on the show, and people said, "Yeah, but how many misdemeanor crimes are there? Which are the lower level level crimes where someone just gets punched or smacked or groped or pickpocketed?" But you know, in terms of what we're seeing on the front pages every day. Again, these are the statistics I'm getting directly from the mayor. 6.2 major crimes per day on the subway with 3.5 million riders. Total index crime is down 4% compared to 2019. And he wrote to me the reason why they're using 2019 is because 2020, 2021, it, it just because of the pandemic, it's just not a fair comparison. Um, total index crime is down 5% compared to 2018. It's down 4% compared to 2017. Um, arrests year to date are up 47%. Fair evasion summonses are up 34%. Quality, quality of life summonses are up 169%. There's been a total of eight of 90,000, just shy, 89,000 and change total of transit, uh, transit, uh, summonses this year up 53%. Murders and shootings are down for the year by double digits. Gun arrests are up twenty or up to a twenty-seven year high of felony arrests. And the mayor wrote, "I focused on bringing down guns and murders when I ran. We are accomplishing this. People must be safe and feel safe. That is my goal." Um, so that's from the mayor, and obviously, I'm not taking any credit for this. But when he was on the show, I think it was two weeks ago. I said to him, you know, what interaction do you have with the district attorneys and other members of the law enforcement and legal community and criminal justice system? And, you know, he said, I'm in touch with them, but he's actually having all five of them at Gracie Mansion. Um, he's having uh, some other people. From, the police commissioner is going to be there. The deputy mayor for public safety is going to be there. I'm sure Frank Caron, the chief of staff, is going to be there and others. And I think they're meeting Saturday and Sunday to talk about uh, crime and crime prevention and how to stop the revolving door of criminals. Um, 
Of course, some people are already saying, well, bail reform is not on the agenda. The problem why bail reform isn't on the agenda, it would be a waste of time to be on the agenda. It's something that's not in the mayor's control. It's something that's not in the police commissioner's control. It's something that's not in the city council's control. That's a state law. That's a former Andrew Cuomo law. That's a state assembly law. So they're focusing on what they can do now to fix crime in the city of New York. We're going to come back, have a little fun. We'll do a little Padre Luz libation. We'll talk about what we're doing this weekend. One more segment, and then Luca and I are off to the Nets game. We'll be right back. Well, that was our very own Vanessa Rachi, uh, jazzy Italian. And uh, where did I meet her? At the Columbus Day Parade, run by the Columbus Citizens Foundation. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to Italian-American students who have academic ability but find themselves in need of financial aid for their education. It is no exaggeration to state that the scholarship program has literally changed the lives of students for generations. But the Columbus Citizens Foundation cannot do it alone. Help make a difference in someone's life today. To find out how you can help them, visit www.columbuscitizens.org. www.columbuscitizens.org. These talented students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to pursue their dreams and contribute to their communities. The Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2. Well, everyone has heard everyone here at AM 970 brag about our client crews, and it's a lot to brag about. It's a genuine brag. Uh, Let's see. Halloween is right here. You know, you blink, and then it's Thanksgiving. You blink, and then it's Christmas, and my birthday's in between there. Why not make them? Why not make the holidays truly memorable this year? On board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises, Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. I'm talking about the food, the drinks, the service. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party, Hanukkah party, or looking to do something for New Year's Eve, why not take the party off land and onto sea? Think about New Year's Eve on the water with a 360 degree view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, even a beautiful place to pop the question. You name it, you can have a blast on the Atlantis with Captain Fred from New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231, 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or... Visit NewYorkCruises.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer.
Jackie Gleason. The Honeymooners. With the stars Art Carney. Audrey Meadows. And Joyce Randolph. And she is the only one still with us today. Joyce Randolph today. Happy birthday, October the 21st. That's Trixie. Trixie Norton, Ed's wife of the Honeymooners. She's 98 years old. Now, someone who's a little younger than her, but has a lot more money than her, is Judge Judy Shindlin, uh, the, the TV star, TV judge. She's 80 years old today. Uh, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, he died on January 6th of 1993 at the age of 75. He would have been 105. And sadly, Carrie Fisher, the actress and writer, best known for her role as Princess Leia in the Star Wars films, she would have been 66 today. She died on December 27th, 2016 at the age of 60. I don't want to hear about anybody dying at the age of 60. Um, But, you know. Maybe something that will keep you from dying is a libation from Padre Lou. Uh, so, you know, we're in the middle of this Italian-American Heritage Month. So Padre Lou has come up with a little tricky, like fun little uh, gimmicky, that's what I wanted to say, uh, drink that will inspire your Italian-American vibes. This would be an after-dinner drink, maybe with a little side of espresso and a little biscotti. If you take a little cordial glass and a teaspoon, flip this teaspoon over, and on the back of this teaspoon, slowly pour in a third of the cup of a green liqueur, such as chartreuse green or green cream de mint, which I like that one a lot. Then pour a white liqueur, such as white cream de cocoa, um, or if you don't have that, you could just use some milk. That's what Johnny Beach would use. And then the final third should be a, some sort of a red color liquor, such as a cherry liqueur, or you could add some grenadine just for fun. Uh, then you could sit back, have your espresso, have your biscotti. The cream de mint and the, the cream de cocoa is almost like a taste of um, like a chocolate. What's the ice cream? Chocolate, like Neapolitan? No, the chocolate mint. Yeah, it's chocolate oh, mint, right? The, yeah. yeah, chocolate There you go, cream de cocoa. <laughs> thin mints. Thin, yeah, thank you. Thin mints. That's why Sam Bellino's here. Um, and, you know, while you're sitting there and uh, you could just think of... The green, white, and red. You can think of Piscopo's trip and Perillo tours, or you can think about those of us who share Italian American heritage, the sacrifices that those people, the courage, the bravery that they had to come over here in times where New York City wasn't setting up a tent with them with flat screen TVs and Xboxes and, and beds where they were coming over here and saying, Ma scusi, dove abita i genti de Bronte? Dove abita i genti delle carne fride? Scusi, dove abita i genti de Bolognetta? In other words, they would come over. They wouldn't just ask for where are the Italians or where are the Sicilians or, or where are the people from Palermo or from Catania. They'd be looking for the exact town. And it wasn't just what block they were on. It was what building they were in. Uh, so that was a long time ago. And if I look now at Luca and him getting 93s on his test uh, and how the generations have succeeded from my great-grandparents to my grandparents to my parents to me and my sister and now to my children, um, it definitely brings a smile to my face as much uh, – Pride, as I now know my children bring to me. I do my best 
each and every day to bring some pride to my mother and father. Last night, I was informed um, by the incoming president of the Brooklyn Bar Association, of which I am a past president, and as well as the, I believe he's the chairman of the board emeritus, Greg Sercione and Joseph Rosado, uh, that apparently the board of directors of the Brooklyn Bar Association have selected for their annual gala, which holds sometimes up to a thousand people, uh, that I'm going to be the recipient of the man of the year, the lawyer of the year. Um, Oh, very good. Look, Sam Bolino's actually paying attention. Look at that. Uh, and I'm hoping, for first and foremost, that that's something that make my parents proud. And now, since everything's online with Google, et cetera, that eventually, when my children understand like, everything that's going on, that will make them proud as well. Luke, are you going to be proud of Dad to come watch him get some big award? Yes. Does, do you need me to get a big award? Are you proud of me with the award, without the award? Tell me what you need. Um. With and without. Oh, you're still proud of me each, each way? Yes. All right. And whose birthday is it this Monday? My brother's. Little Arthur Idala the third. He turned six years old on Monday. And um, we're going to have a great weekend. It's going to be a very big family, family weekend. Uh, tomorrow there's like a pumpkin apple thing. And then where there's a dinner thing. And then Sunday I have band practice. December 16th, right. San Molino, December 16th. It. It's going to be the in the reunion. books. It's going to be a good time. The ABK holiday party starring that 1980 sensation, Rapid Pulse. Uh, so Sunday morning is an early band practice. My, my bandmates are accommodating me for a 10 a.m. practice. Um, last week I had a beer or two before practice. I think I'll eschew that. Um, and then we're taking, uh, Luca, we're going to take your brother to... A like a trampoline place with a uh, rock wall climbing thing. You you do the trampoline, Luca? Yes. What do you like? You enjoy it? Yeah, I do. What about the rock climbing wall? Not that much. Not that no. much. Yeah, yeah. You're like Sibelia on that one. You just want to stay, keep your feet planted on the ground as much as you can. Um, and then uh, after we we do some jumping and climbing with your brother, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing on um, Sunday night? We're going to the Yankee. Game. Rain or shine, let's make sure it's okay. And then Monday morning, I'll get Luca off to school, and uh, then uh, God willing, spend the day with uh, after his brother gets home. Spend the day. It'll be a family day. The next three days is a big, big, big family day. I um, Sam Bellino can attest to the fact. I worked a little bit hard this week, no? I would say so. Little tumble. Yeah. We did a little Tuesday thing at Times Square. Yeah, it was a, a fun, fun-filled week. It was a lot of lawyering going on. You know, you guys here and Joan and you and you know, you see me do the radio stuff, which you don't realize is the real hard stuff. Is what happens, uh, you know, before and and after. Um, but you know, I look up and you know, we started the whole show talking about crime and and uh, tackling crime, and I just saw Matt has the. TV on in here and those two Connecticut officers who were executed were laid to rest and you know as we wind down a week uh, it was a full week in other words I don't think there were any holidays or anything this week Um, so it was a five day week and you know you think of the problems you have and the issues you have and the city and, and everything that's going on and then you think about those two young men who were noble enough to take on a job that's not an easy job by any stretch of the imagination and we're totally executed absolutely executed um like we had here in the beginning of this year with the two two police officers here like we had with lou and ramos and 
2014. Um, and you just have to take a step back and say whatever issues you have, I highly doubt uh, you're suffering the way the families of those police officers are suffering today at their funeral. And you know what? Sadly, the suffering is just beginning because when someone dies, a tragedy like that, you go into this shock thing and then you have people all around you supporting you. And it's not until days or weeks later when everyone goes back to their lives because life goes on and things get quiet that those families are going to feel that pain. And we owe, a, we owe a debt of gratitude to these police officers in uh, in Connecticut and obviously to the, the members of our New York's finest NYPD. Uh, one of the highlights for me when I did the show on Tuesday from Times Square was having the chief, uh, he, who was great. And if his dad is listening, 96 years old, God bless you, sir. Um, the chief uh, Baudet, I think his name Baudet, was. Baudet, yes, yes, correct. Yes, Chief Baudet. Um, it was great to hear from him about what's going on. And I will say that t- to some degree, I, I do agree uh, that crime is, is bad. But if you look at the actual statistics, people like a friend of mine who was a councilman said, oh, things were so much safer when Rudy Giuliani was the mayor. Folks, that's just not true. I started the show bragging on Cuomo about not being truthful. Look at the statistics. We are actually safer now, statistically seeking robberies, burglaries, car thefts. The numbers are lower now than when Rudy Giuliani was the mayor. That's a fact. I mean, unless they're lying about statistics from the Giuliani era. But go into the weekend being grateful, being thankful, being prayerful of, of uh, you know, for those those two police officers that we lost. Um, I hope you guys are as lucky as I am to have a family as wonderful as I do. And it's going to be a beautiful weather weekend. We're going to be rooting hard for the New York Yankees. The Yankees win. We all win. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. And the words of Joe Piscopo, go have fun. Have a great one. You deserve it. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.